Hi, I'm Alice Lai. Hi, I'm Molly Curran. And welcome to Story Guts. Where we explore what the stories we tell tell about us. I just feel like it's it's such an accomplishment whenever we get through the opener yes. intact. I think it's just such a rare occurrence where... It is. I mean, not as rare as getting through the closer intact. We're real bad at that. Yeah, but like, by, by that point, people have already stopped listening, so... Fair. <laughs> you know, there... Um, so this episode, we're talking about uh, continuing, uh, and this should be, be released on Christmas Day. So what better thing to talk about than Santa Claus? Indeed. <laughs> okay, Ma. <laughs> All right. Thanks for that. Well, but... I, I'll just say, I feel like last time that was really my my forte, the, the holiday romance. I don't know that I have that much about Santa. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be... Just Santa, right? Okay. Like, we're talking about Nightmare Before Christmas. We didn't even talk about that. We're talking about the classic movie Santa Claus, Santa Claus 2, yes. Santa Claus 3. Yes. We're talking about... That's about it, actually. Are there any... <laughs> well, I did just mark a movie to watch um, on Netflix where a uh, woman falls in love with a hot mall Santa, not knowing that he he's the real Santa's son. <laughs> so... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen it yet. Can't tell you anything more than that, but I am excited. So, because I always think this is the wonderful part about these stories is that, like, they, like, the presupposition of, like, a real, actual Santa Claus, just, it's like, and, and elves, and I wonder if it's, like, it's, like, Santa-friendly movies you can show your child who doesn't know that there's no Santa yet, and it, like, preserves the, your metafictional universe you've created for your son, daughter, kids. I mean, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's why you also get, like, there's always, like, the kid who, like, doesn't believe in Christmas, but then Santa... That happens in the Santa Claus, right? Um, I I wasn't aware, but, like, wow. Like, what a... Um, what a revelation. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's about... It's the same thing I was saying last week. Like, it's all about sort of, like, taking that cynicism and being like, no, there really is magic. And we know there isn't really magic, but... You know? I think it's so funny just how universal this kind of, like, turn that frown upside down, turn that Christmas holiday gloom into holiday spirit thing is so, it's just so universal. It's so, like, this is how Christmas works. You don't believe in it, but then you do believe in it. And then, like, the movie ends, and we do not care what happens after that. Yeah, pretty much. Like, we, we've solved your immediate Christmas-related problems. Uh... But I want to talk about Santa Claus, because if we're going to be talking about what the stories we tell tell about us, mm -hmm. let's talk about this, the story, the story kids grow up in America grow up with, which is that there is a Santa Claus, Santa Claus is watching you, Santa Claus is coming to town, and Santa Claus is going to bring gifts, or coal. Um, don't, I mean, where do you find coal nowadays? I feel like in the past, it was like, oh, you get coal if you're naughty, because there was like this like coal right there in the fireplace. 
Now... I mean, people have charcoal grills. Yeah, but, like, you have to, like, find, like, that dusty paper yeah, bag of briquettes and just, like, oh, I'm going to ruin the sock just to teach my kid a lesson. And <laughs> I'm also going to get my kid a gift anyways because otherwise it'll be an- antithetical to the spirit of Christmas. Anyone who does not learn the spirit of Christmas by the end of a Christmas movie leaves. Like, they just do. Like, is that right? Like, people who are, like... Like, people who, who still refuse to indulge in the Christmas yeah. spirit, they leave. Yeah. Voluntarily. Yeah. I, yeah. They just kind of, they leave the picture. They're like, I can't, I can't deal with this, like, wholesomeness and magic. You go do that. I'm going to go back to New York City. Right. Or L.A. Because they're always from a city. Cities are evil. Cities are evil, even though cities canonically have the largest Christmas displays. Mm. Probably not, actually. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I don't know, this, I mean, like, what was your, like, my Christmas experience growing up, it was always, like, I think it's just, it's just so funny, this national or, like, international delusion of Santa Claus, that's, like... (laughs) That's a harsh word. (laughs) Okay, I'm not, like, going to publish a book, like, the Santa Claus delusion (laughs) or whatever, but it's just, like, what a weird thing, right? And it's, like, at this point you you kind of like tell your kids about Santa Claus because like if your kid blabs to other kids that there is no Santa Claus which your kid will do because kids are shits and they love having one over their their peers and what is you know better than having one over their peers than saying your omnipotent god figure is just your parents <laughs> right like like, you can't prove it about Jesus, but you can about Santa. Right, and then, like, you, you go, you grow up and you go get into, like, the edgy atheist phase. Yeah. Where, like, religion <laughs> was responsible for the greatest genocides of the world. And it's like, it's like, you know, where are you, like, where, what, what's in it for you? Like, what, what greater epistemological point are you making with this statement? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I think about when I think about Santa. <laughs> so, so looping back around, um, Santa Claus. I think, um, I think I I kind of believed in Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy up until around, oh jeez, I don't even know. I just like early grade school, I imagine. Um, I do. Okay, I'm gonna sidetrack. Talk about the Tooth Fairy very briefly. Yeah, I believe in the Tooth Fairy just because it seemed impossible that anyone could retrieve that tooth from under the under the pillow. Then I found out that it is just your parents just like reaching under your pillow while you're asleep and grabbing that tooth. Is it? I, I mean, mean, it is. I think like a lot of parents sort of change it up. They're like, oh, just put the tooth on the bedside table or like, okay, that makes you sense. know, oh, we have a special little box for the tooth to go in. Because, you know, like, reach under the kid's pillow. What if your kid's a light sleeper? Right. Yeah, that's that's something that I always wonder because I was like, that can't be right. Well, I mean, of course it's right because there's no other way for it to happen. But it's like you're putting so much weight. You're like, you're just counting on that kid not waking up and being, like, permanently traumatized. (laughs) Look, just imagine. You're, like, sound asleep. It's like 2 a.m. You, like, literally wake up. There's something hard under your pillow. It's moving your eyes snap open you see your dad your dad's arm is under your pillow he looks panicked what does he do like that entire scenario just does not seem worth it for like however many teeth you have to like gingerly fish out from under your pillow i'm surprised that in like air mall or sky mall there isn't like 
tooth fairy tongue somewhere, just sort of like, <laughs> like, sit, like you know, never traumatize another child. <laughs> like again, like just like use this like tooth fairy <laughs> spatula to like just gently like just scoop that teeth out and like and like you know it's like a melon baller or whatever. You have this thing you like you press and like it slides that quarter under underneath. I just feel. You have given this a lot of thought. Okay, I haven't. <laughs> okay, maybe, but <laughs> but I just feel like there there's like traditions that require, um, like I'm not saying that traditions don't require a lot of work, like preparing a Thanksgiving dinner or like mm-hmm. hiding eggs or wrapping presents or putting up a tree, but that this is like in particular like a very physical, very like tactile requirement for your parents. And, like, I get it. Like, maybe not all of them are reaching underneath their tears. I also think, like, I think you're underestimating, like, you know, how often parents go check on little kids when they're sleeping and stuff like that. I don't think it'd be that weird. Oh, no, I'm not saying that's weird. No, 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 what I'm saying is, like, I don't think the kid would be all that traumatized to be like, oh, there's my mom. Like, I think, like, oh, it's mom checking on me. And she'll be like, oh, you know, kiss you on the forehead. Oh. And, like... Wow, you, know you just mean? you just recontextualize like an entire category of memories. That was like my parents like peeking in to make sure I was asleep, but I wasn't. And they're like, "Go back to sleep. It's late." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> and I'm like, "Wait." They were just making sure that they could do the tooth fairy switcheroo. I'm not sure if they were. It's true. There were plenty of times when they were just were like, "Are you reading a book again?" Or you know, with a with a flashlight under the covers or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like a parent thing to just like you know. Check on your kids. Get them in the habits so that they don't... You, you keep putting it in this very, like, disciplinary framework. I really just mean, like, check on your kids and be like, oh, my kid's okay. <laughs> okay. All right, well, <laughs> I mean, I do have, I do have a, a certain frame when I think about parenting, and it is very disciplinary. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I remember, like, believing in Santa Claus and this kind of being like, oh, that's weird. Like, you know, just sort of like, I guess, it didn't, it wasn't like a... It didn't fill me with either magic joy or dread, um, partially because for Christmas we had kind of the system where we'd sort of buy our gifts ourselves, but with this like imaginary currency that my dad made up that he would award us when we got good grades or take them away. So we kind of knew what we were getting, plus there's usually like one like unexpected gift, usually like Ferro Rocher's or whatever. Um, But... Yeah, but I still believed in Santa Claus for a while. I would, like, creep down at 1 a.m. and be like, oh, my parents are, like, my gifts aren't there. And my parents are still up, so I guess Santa Claus exists? I don't know. Yeah. Like, um, what, was your, what was your Santa Claus experience? Okay, mine's going to sound a lot more, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I believed in Santa for a really long time. I was probably among the last of my friends to stop believing in Santa. I would say it was probably late grade school. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in middle school, my dad literally was like, Molly, I have to tell you something. Santa Claus isn't real. Which I had figured out by that point, but it was still like weird to hear it like from my from my dad's mouth. Right. Um like context, like imagining your parents telling you somberly that Santa Claus isn't yeah. real. I mean, the like really the context was like the context was like I can't get you that many presents because we're not doing that well financially this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you Santa Claus isn't real, so you're not like uh. But I was like, 
dad, I'm, I'm 13 years old. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, but my dad worked really, really hard to, to make Christmas pretty magical for me. Mm -hmm. Um, he got me a lot of presents. Um, he had strangers sign the, um, the tags so that it wasn't his handwriting. Mm -hmm. Um, he, he often would, like, hide one present, um, and, like, in his closet or something, he wouldn't bring it out, and then I'd open all my presents, and I'd be like, oh, yay, and he'd be like, wait, there's one more surprise, and he'd, like, bring it out, and it'd be, like, the thing I really wanted. Oh. Um, yeah, Christmas, I was, I was very into Christmas. Um, I would stay up on Christmas Eve, um, I would always get to open one present on Christmas Eve, and usually it was, um maybe like pajamas or something like that and then uh, a dvd or a video cassette um if it was that long ago <laughs> and it was a mary kate nashley movie um always it was always a mary kate nashley uh -huh. movie i watched one every christmas eve for many years um and then i would after that i would watch um because i had a, <laughs> a weird old tv in my in my bedroom very spooky uh after the ring well <laughs> yeah that, that's the one yeah um, that's the one that was, got exiled after the ring but before that um i had this old tv in my room and i would watch nick at night and usually i remember distinctly watching like laverne and shirley and happy days and that sort of thing and just kind of staying up watching nick at night until i fell asleep um and then waking up you know so excitedly at like six in the morning that's so great um and going and looking at the presents and like waiting for my dad to get up but he's a pretty early riser so he'd get up and he'd brew a pot of coffee and um i'd open my presents and we'd take pictures um yeah it was it was really nice and um and then usually, so, like, again, I think I may have said this before, like, the benefit of being an only child with divorced parents is that then I had my next Christmas <laughs> where I'd go to my grandma's um, on my mom's side and open all my presents from my mom and from my grandma on that side. Um, so it was it was usually kind of a, an all-day event. Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah, I really loved Christmas. And I think, you know, I think my dad was really trying to make it um special to me because it was just the two of us and it's kind of like a weird uh just a, a we it's not like the Christmases on on tv right yeah um and I think he's like felt bad as um we've both gotten older and you know we just don't put that kind of effort into it either of us we don't really always get a tree actually we never get a tree anymore mm -hmm. um and we uh we, we only do, like, a couple of gifts because, like, I'm not a intensely greedy child anymore <laughs> who just wanted everything. Um, yeah, but it's it's still nice, you know. We He's still, when I'm home, which I'm not always home for Christmas, but I'm going to be this year. Mm -hmm. um, but when I'm home, he still, we'll, we'll get up, you know, sometime in the morning. He'll brew his coffee. Um and open presents and then usually he'll make breakfast mm -hmm. with like eggs and hash browns and stuff yeah i don't know it's nice yeah i mean that that does sound nice and i think that's that's great i mean that they're kind of trying to the preserve the specialness of christmas and i think i think it's so funny the, um that guilt enters it because i think like guilt 
<laughs> I'm sorry to, you know. No, no, you're um, right. That, I mean, I, we feel kind of like vaguely guilty around the holidays too. Um, and I think, I think there's like a whole, there's at least one series and I forget the name of it. It's like, um, Christmas with the grumbles or whatever, where like they insist on not doing like a Christmas tree and like a Christmas yard stuff. Um, because they're like over Christmas, but then their daughter decides to come back for Christmas and they have to like scramble to get everything in place. Um, because like they're literally being shamed by their neighbors for not like this getting Christmas with the cranks. Yeah, that's it. I think okay. so. Yeah, yeah. I've not seen this film. But I, I... I think I, I remember re- listening to like half of the uh, book on tape or something. Oh, it was a book. Okay, it was. I, it, they did a movie. Yeah, and then, and then I do remember seeing the um, the movie, um, and it was just so funny just because it was like this, this like neighbor surveillance like police state kind of thing. Like they refused to get a tree and like. All the neighbors would swing by. It's like, when are you getting that tree or whatever? Um, and they refused to put up like a display for their like yearly street competition, mm-hmm. um, where like each street was judged. And since their street had a missing had a hole in it, like they got penalized. <sighs> so all of their neighbors were furious about that. And this idea that like if you are not doing Christmas correctly, that you are, <laughs> it's like a very father like. You're not only you're not disappointing Santa Claus, you're disappointing yourself. <laughs> right? It's like like you could have had the best Christmas ever, but you just you just didn't, huh? Yeah. Like you just couldn't put up the tree. Like, all right, I get it. You know, we're all busy, but Well, and I think it's funny that the idea of doing nothing or next to nothing is like considered like Grinch like, um, you know, or like mm-hmm. Scrooge like. But that's a very like really just doing a little bit or not doing anything is not the same thing as trying to steal other people's Christmases (laughs) there's like this like and this is also with like the Santa Claus myth Mm -hmm. um it's like if you're not contributing to the shared reality you are detracting from it it's like the the herd immunity of Christmas spirit (laughs) like every person that doesn't participate makes like Santa Claus that much weaker and if enough people stop believing in Santa Claus he will die (gasps) Like Hogfather. <laughs> like Hogfather, yes. Oh, yeah. One of my, that is one of my favorite Christmas, uh, I think it's a miniseries, like a two yeah. or three part miniseries. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, I, I, I've read the book. I, I have the, the book at home, and it's like in tatters, because it's like one of my, it's, man, actually, how do I think about it? This is really funny. It's like one of my first Terry Pratchett books I got for myself. Like, I used to just get them out from the library, and I was just such a huge Terry Pratchett nerd. I'd get like... No matter what, I'd always get, like, two or three Terry Pratchett books, and i just, like, endlessly reread through, like, his oeuvre. <sighs> um, so, Hogfather, yeah, Hogfather, for, um, to quickly sum up, basically, it takes place, is by Terry Pratchett, takes place in his fictional setting, fantastical setting, Discworld, where, basically, the Hogfather, which is his fantasy's version of Christmas, um, and Santa Claus, rather, has gone missing. So death, like the anthropomorphization of death has to take over. And, you know, death has like a fake beard and like a hat. And um, death has to like show up at at malls. Like, and like his goddaughter or something is... Yeah, Susan... Su- yeah, she, she's like has Susan to death. help out. She was really great. Yeah, um, yeah Susan, Susan's a great character. Um, she's really... And it's, it's like, people have said that Terry Pratchett kind of right, has only really one or two female characters, which I think is not necessarily a um, unwarranted criticism, or at least three, because he does have the Witches series. Uh, 
but it's still it's still pretty funny and i think um and part of the part of the conceit of that story is they someone hires someone to kill santa claus or the hog father oh yeah and um part of and since the and the the mythos of the setting which is something that's always pretty pretty interesting to me is that gods do exist but they get they're like as powerful as the number of believers they have and as you know every child believes in the hog father the hog father is like the most powerful but only uses like but it's also shaped by the desires of the children so he's like mostly pretty benign um anyway someone's hired to kill the hog father and to do this he concocts a scheme um elaborate scheme to like make every child stop believing in in the hog father and kill him which is it's a pretty interesting book i i mean i like terry pratchett just there i think it's funny just because part of the it's hog father because of like the old like fertility rights red is the color of blood blah blah it's just funny just because instead of reindeer they have like huge bristly hogs pulling the sleigh <laughs> and this this comes up a couple times as they're like these are really ugly animals <laughs> like instead of the majestic reindeer yeah yeah just like just wild hogs um yeah and like i said the miniseries is good too it uh has michelle dockery from downton abbey i love her anyway mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> but what we're really here to talk about is the santa claus because i think this is um to use another popular podcast term buck wild <laughs> it's i mean okay, okay. I guess we should clarify, because last time we said that you become the Santa Claus when you kill Santa Claus. Apparently that's not true. We have not rewatched the movie, because we, we like to go on memory. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. we were informed by our housemates that it's like, whoever puts on the suit? No, that wasn't it either. It's, it's or whoever's the closest Maybe. when Santa Claus dies? Yeah. What happens to the body? It, it just disappears. It, like, disintegrates. Because, okay, because that was, like, my first question was, like, whoever, like, strips a dead man in a Santa costume and puts on the costume first becomes Santa. And I was, like, they're going to be waiting a long time. There's going to be, like, <laughs> what if you... But even so, I feel like there there is a problem. <laughs> this is actually our overanalyzing the Santa Claus podcast. So thank you for tuning in. Um, <laughs> but look, like, even so, you're, like... Sure, in the Santa Claus, there's a very obvious reason why he puts on the Santa suit. I think we mentioned that his like his kid doesn't believe in Santa Claus, so the dad's like scrambles and it's like, oh, I have to like dress up like Santa Claus to like. Maybe I I don't remember this part really. I just re- I remember once he starts becoming Santa. Yeah, I remember that part a lot more vividly because there's a very body horror esque element to it. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I say that just because I feel like that's the only way you could coerce someone into a Santa costume that you find on the ground where, like, the inhabitant has been raptured. So, like, it's, like, <laughs> in the shape of a person after yelling at someone on the roof who looks like Santa and who fell off and, you know, resulted in this pile of clothing or whatever, however it happens. Like, whoever's... Res- because, like, you know, I feel like there's a, there's another alternate Santa Claus history mm-hmm. where the dad's, like... This is real weird. Bundles it up, throws it out in the trash. Santa's dead forever, like, or until someone digs through the garbage mm-hmm. and like puts on a filthy Santa suit or something, right? Like, it's too prone to disruption in the Santa chain, and we've dis- we discussed that the Santa chain cannot be broken. The chain of reincarnation by the Avatar. 
when the world needed him most. He disappeared. Yeah. And we'll find Santa frozen in an iceberg hundreds of years later. <laughs> as the Fire Nation's about to attack. Um, so, like, the closest person when Santa dies sounds very likely. I'm su- I think maybe he finds something in his in his suit, like a, a slip of paper or something falls out. So like the person who reads the or Santa like, curse. there's a tag or something. Yeah. The Santa curse. Maybe that's it. So like, okay, so this is becoming a little more plausible because like, maybe you like, someone's guaranteed to like, pick it up and like, find like, and like, oh, what's this? A piece of paper. I'm going to read it and then become Santa Claus. Now, there are still problems with this because if Santa dies to like a wolf attack in the woods, <laughs> will a wolf become Santa Claus? Like, I don't think a wolf can read a curse. Right. So, so what? What happens if an animal eats the piece of paper? Also, does I mean, he just turn does into Santa? Da- encounter wolves. Okay, sure. I guess he is on. He is literally to... in the air, right, or, or on, on a, a roof. roof. Okay, Santa gets sucked into a jet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this. All right. Never mind. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, we do have Nightmare Before Christmas, where it's established that Santa can be shot down by the. By the military might of the United States, so yeah. Though why did they track? Why did they shoot down other Santa? I assume Santa usually knows to avoid like no well, fly zones. Also, because when when Jack Skellington is Santa, he's like leaving horrifying things. It's like it's like a oh, rain right. of terror. Right? Yeah, yeah. People were like <laughs> Santa, Santa is from. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember. There's like the tentacles and like snapping uh, teeth. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Back to Santa Claus. Though. Okay. Okay, but sure, it's like the person who reads it, but like then, then we get into like the thorny issue of like what like the the essentialist Santa Claus narrative. Like, if a child tries, like, does a child become Santa Claus? Is a, is the Santa curse like, all right, this is kind of messed up. We're gonna wait until like, uh, like an average average male between the ages of eighteen seventy puts on the costume, mm-hmm. or like, how does it? Because we we've established like you know if you and then of course like once you put on the the uh, the suit the curse is irreversible. I just like for some reason, I just like remember very clearly like him being well. I guess maybe it's not for some reason, but like him being like unable to lose weight or like rapidly yeah. gaining weight and like the oh, there's a very memorable shot that's just his belly like like just bouncing. <laughs> oh, okay, maybe that's it. When he puts on weight, um, like as it gets bigger. Um, and then, like, he's in, like, a board, he's, like, a businessman or something, and it's a boardroom, and, like... Right, because he's, he's a businessman, he, because businessman is, like, short... In, in, uh, in Christmas all Christmas movies, movies businessman is, like, a shortcut for, like, doesn't believe in Christmas, doesn't understand the true value of family and love. I think that's um, so funny. Which, hey, I believe in. That's true. Businessmen suck. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's... Uh, that's so funny just because... Of of the fact, like, businessman as, like, soulless and moral as, like, cultural shorthand. Yeah. Just because I feel like it hasn't changed that much. And, like, the the nebulous job, it, it, it goes back to, like, you know, the city as amoral mm-hmm. uh, or evil. And, like, specifically, like, people who work in the skyscrapers, like, and not, like, the barista or your, like, average, yeah. you know. Um, your execs. Yeah, execs. Or, like, not even your execs, like, like people on, like, the promotion ladder. Yeah. Um, they've forgotten what Christmas is about. Yeah, but like I remember, he's like eating a lot too because his like he's got to feed his Santa transformation. He has to like feed. He has to like yeah. yeah he ha- he has to fuel his transformation, or else he'll putter out and he'll like die again. I don't know about that part. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but no, I think I think um, 
the the thing that's weird though is isn't in the second one um he actually can get out of being santa if he doesn't find a wife right oh. if he doesn't find a wife then he can't be santa anymore i did not i don't i didn't know that i think so i think that's why he has to find a wife he but has like, to find a mrs claus i, f- I feel like this is I, f- I just feel like within the the santa claus universe like you just get so many like so many deep philosophical questions like personal life versus is is a life of one woman worth the joy of a mil like millions of kids like i'm going to find a woman and she will become mrs claus i mean i, I don't think you like trick them yeah i guess i mean you should well actually i don't know if he tells her that he's santa claus does he show up in like santa full santa regalia like I don't... can he I, I assume he can like his santa nature is unchanged but he shows up and he's like ho 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 like i hope you're into santa who <laughs> like i don't know it's a thing right i'm sure it is i mean god like all the the have you been naughty or nice whatever's mm-hmm. right I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know. Remember when Hot Santa was a thing? Was it? Yeah, remember there was a guy. There was, like, a guy who was, like, a model, but he was, like, dressed up like Santa, and he was, like, really fashionable. Okay. I mean, I, I remember Hot Hamburglar, like... I don't know what that is. You know the Hamburglar from McDonald's? Oh, Hot ham- Hamburglar. Yeah. Hot but Ham... But he's hot. Um, actually, it's not... He's not hot. The ham is hot. It's Hot Ham... Dash burglar. McDonald's is really pivoting into the <laughs> the honey ham business. Ugh. No, I mean it was like it was like oh my god, the internet was just like why like why am why am I attracted to this picture of hot ham burglar? Because it was like your classic like model fit dad, like business fit model dad, mm-hmm. um, in like a mischievous ham burglar costume. And it's like he's dad by day, but ham burglar at night. Um, it was all part of McDonald's rebranding thing fair enough um well they realize their cartoons are really uncomfortable so it, they've kind of moved over to like live action and everything i don't even remember i mean it's been a long it was probably just like a reboot like the live action yeah. reboot of the classic mayor mccheese do you remember grimer is that is that hamburglar related or is that a I, cereal mascot i don't grimer i don't think that's what i don't know it's like a big oh the big one that's like purple a, a purple lump bowling, i don't think that's yeah. what he's called though Grimace. Grimace. Yeah, what a name for for yeah. your children. We're going to name one of our children's shows food mascots, Grimace. I mean, there's always, like, that little darkness in your uh, in your children's properties. Yeah, I, yeah, it's true, but I think it's, it's just more... I it's mean, just so on the nose. Winnie the Pooh had, like, a clinically depressed character. Yeah, but it was, like, one of those, like, oh, that's our Eeyore. He wasn't named, like, you know... I don't know. I'm just thinking about the bog of sadness, the infinite bog of sadness, or whatever it's called. In Neverending Story? Oh, I, I don't remember that very well. I, I don't remember specifically, but it's like if they but get sad... Hashtag same. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that... Okay, I, I actually haven't seen Neverending Story, but from what I can gather, a horse gets depressed in the bo- infinite bog of sadness and sinks all the... Like, sinks to its death... All the while, its best friend, a small child, begs the horse to think happy thoughts so it doesn't keep sinking. Holy shit. I need to rewatch this movie. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can find the, the clip because it's, it's extremely dark. 
Um, Apparently. And I've only, I've seen parodies of it. Um, mostly with the election. Uh, but, um, anyways, so... Santa. Santa. Santa Claus. Mrs. Claus. I, we were talking about this earlier. It's like, so, is there, is there like, so does he marry a woman who then becomes Mrs. Claus? Is there like a yes. note she reads? No, I think it's as soon as they marry. It's not like, uh, sexual? I don't think he sexually transmits... Santa. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a good question. Like, okay, we. It's like, it's like if you fuck Santa, like you know, Santa Claus one. If you kill Santa, you become Santa. Santa Claus two. If you fuck Santa, you become Mrs. Claus. Like that's there's a there's a whole franchise. Santa Claus three. We we've lost the thread. I think it was about you said it was about like Jack Frost Jack trying Frost, to kill. I've not seen it though. It looks very bad. Yeah, I think I think like the they couldn't get the original actors back or something. I do remember doing some Santa Claus research mm. at one point. Mm. This is also around the time that the actor who plays the elf name searches himself and like likes any status. He was ah. like, my first crush oh. was the elf from the Santa yes. Claus. Okay, so we'll talk about this. Bernard the Elf. Um, I didn't even remember his name. Bernard the Elf. Uh, he was one of my first crushes. Several people I know. One of his. I don't know why. Like he's just great. Um, yeah, I mean, he's probably like the... The actor's named David Crumholtz, I think. He was in Numbers as well. Um, <laughs> as a number. He, he... Let's just say, like, he that... He was number eight. That, that was... That was his cute phase. I wouldn't go by pictures now. Um, they'll bless him. <laughs> bless him for having his cute phase when he was a child. Um, but, yeah, he, I, uh, I did tweet at one point that, uh... Bernard the Elf was one of my first crushes, and he did like that tweet. So, I'm just saying, I don't know what I'm saying. It was really great, though. It was really great. Kind of creepy. Whatever. You know, it's... Yeah, I don't know. It was, like, he was just, like, liking a bunch of... Basically, I think he just, like, went through and was searching Bernard the Elf yeah. or something, and was just liking anybody's tweet that, like... It really requires us to sort of understand his frame of mind while yeah. he's liking these tweets. Like, it's like, oh, I... Oh, this is so funny. I'm bringing a little bit of, like, like... I mean, I feel like if he was creepy, he'd be, like, sliding into people's DMs. Yeah, right? yeah. True, yeah. If he was creepy, hey, it's me, be... Bernard the Elf. Right, and he'd be like, dude, it's like, I thought you were dead. How long do elves live? <laughs> what? I would assume elves live a long time. Well, okay, Tolkien elves, but, like... No, I think Santa Claus elves live Santa a long Claus time. elves live a life of hard toil. <laughs> like, they're well, working all the not time. Bernard. He's, like, in charge of some shit. I guess Bernard's kind of, like, the, the traitor. He's the the stoolie pigeon. He's the one who keeps the elf down. Because he's like, look, you can be... Look, if you're good, you'll be like me. You'll get, like, days he's off. management. Yeah, he is management. <laughs> like, so... So, the Mrs. Claus requires... I think... Okay, also Mrs. Claus, but we'll get... Okay, we're gonna do that. Yeah. But Mrs. Claus requires a legally recognized marriage for it to work. I think so? Like... Like, you know, I bet I bet it's not necessarily even the legally recognized marriage part. Yeah. It's just, like, the ceremony. Like, yeah. if there's anything that Santa's about, it's about ceremony. Yeah. So, like, if you do something that seems, like, yeah, commitment, wedding enough, and, like, maybe throw some candy canes in there, you've started the process of becoming Mrs. Claus. And the process is irreversible. Yeah. Unless Santa remarries. Then That's you true. die. Can, can... <laughs> Then you die. <laughs> there can only be one Mrs. Claus. I, I thought maybe you would like 
un, you know, you'd reverse Mrs. Claus. I but like I don't think Santa's allowed divorce. Probably not, but like... Are you he, suggesting he murders Mrs. Claus? No, I'm just saying, okay, I was saying that if he's a, if that is true, he could probably work out this, like, Mrs. Claus timeshare thing, right? Mm. Where he's sort of like, okay, you get to live your normal human life. I don't actually know if being Mrs. Claus, like, how glamorous it is. Like, maybe you, you want, you're like, wow, this is actually pretty nice. Like, I literally have no role in the Christmas myth other than being Santa's husband, wife. She makes cookies. For who? Who eats them? The elves? For Santa and the elves. Santa gets so many free cookies well, on Christmas. I know, but he likes cookies. I feel like it cookies. seems unfair. He likes cookies. I don't know. She's just she's just sort of your, like, kindly old lady who... Is it, is it an, an effort to no homo Santa? I mean, maybe. I don't know that many people who are yes homoing Santa, though. Well, I mean, I do... I, I am seeing, like, uh, Santa's Husband, the children's book, which is... Really? Yeah, it it's cute. nice. Yeah, it's, it looks really cute. Um, but I agree, like, there wasn't a lot of, like, you know, cultural... Um, anxiety over Santa. Over sort Santa's of... sexuality. Right, I... but because, like, we do have Mrs. Claus, but cl- critically, we do not have a little Claus, um, which I guess would, partially because maybe there's just... You mean, like, a child? Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, except, like, I feel like every reimagined Santa property, there is a child of Santa. Like, the Santa Claus, he has a son. Does uh, he? Yeah, the, we talked, like, that was a whole... The whole thing. <laughs> well, I mean, that him, his child, yeah, but like his, after I mean, he becomes He Santa- doesn't have a child with Mrs. Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There. I mean, but like I said, there's also that movie, apparently, on Netflix, where she's dating a mall Santa, and right. he's the son of, the hot okay. son of I'm Santa. I'm saying, like, if Santa Claus 3 was about his child becoming little Claus, like, it's like, imagine puberty, but you're becoming, like, I a, see. an... Uh, a national icon of Christmas cheer. And I you're suppose. like, what's going on? You know? Yeah. That would be a little horrifying. Well, I mean, not to... Yeah, like, you know, it just really needs... They really need to figure out a way to escalate the stakes. <laughs> um, like, actually, Santa Claus f- 3 is about the child becoming Little Claus. Little Claus, as they call him. Um, Santa Claus 4 is about his beloved friends and family turning into the deer. He's <laughs> <laughs> like... Santa Claus needs his eight reindeer. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) Think Full Metal Alchemist style? I have no idea, but yes. (laughs) Um, Just like, he was like, he was like, yeah, he was like, Cups, Cups like, Blitzen, or should I say, Tony, and stares back with two human eyes, as if to beg him to kill him. But Santa knows that if he did, another... Another would be sent to the same horrible fate. Now, <laughs> why can't you just get the reindeer wherever reindeer are from? It doesn't work like that. Why doesn't Santa? The, why doesn't Bernard the Elf put up a job posting somewhere asking for Santa Claus? Like there are easier ways to do this than to inflict a magical curse on someone. Okay, fair. And. Also, also in Santa Claus 2, if we establish that if you fuck Santa, you become Mrs. Claus, where is the first Santa's Mrs. Claus from Santa Claus 1? This is a good question. This is like, this keeps me up at night. Like, did she die? Like, in that moment that Santa died, did she also die? Maybe she had already died. Maybe she had passed away before him. So you're saying that there can be multiple Mrs. Clauses then? 
in event of a natural or unnatural death, Santa can remarry a second Mrs. Claus. I don't know. I don't know if he can is, remarry. This could be like a King George situation. You just have marry like a succession of like... Is King that Henry? right? King Henry, sorry. Henry VIII? Henry, yes. It could yeah. be a Henry VIII position, except like instead of... Except they're all Anne Boleyns. Like they all turn into like... Well, I'm not sure what they're all ambulance means in this instance. <laughs> he beheads them all? Well, <laughs> no, but, it, but like, he keeps like, it's like, you have not pr- produced for me little claws. <laughs> oh, you... God. oh, God. <laughs> right. And of course, like, the, the best case scenario was that she, at the moment of death of the claws, Mr. Claus, Mrs. Claus, turns back into her old form, um... And it's like, I'm free! And the elves, like, give her an airplane ticket or something. Or the elves... and Or she has to escape from the elves before they realize and kill her. Because no one must know the location of Santa's secret village. We just thought of Santa Claus 4. This is a better <laughs> one than the reindeer one. Can you imagine? You're just like... Oh my god, this is perfect. Escape from the North Pole. Right, we're going to, we're going to call Netflix up. We're like, do you remember Santa Claus? With an E. Yeah, not not a Santa Claus. Like, look, <laughs> we've got a hell of a pitch to send you. It's about Mrs. Claus waking up after the original Santa Claus died, and she has to escape. Was it, what, what did I call it? Santa Magic, what's the North Pole mm-hmm. Village? I don't, you just said the location of Santa's village. Okay, yeah, okay. She has to escape before the elves find her and... Yeah. Like, the opening scene is, like, the alarm going off. And it's, like, Christmas Christmas lights. It's, like, secure Mrs. Claus. <laughs> the former Mrs. Claus. Right, the support us. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, think, I think there should be... I think the reason that people remember Santa Claus and, like every year around this time is just because one, there is the body horror-esque idea oh, of like, okay. yeah, sorry, of being like forced into a job you didn't want in name of like, like, right. It's like, do I sacrifice, it's, it's like the ultimate, like, do I sacrifice my own happiness, my own ambitions, my own dreams and my own identity, my very identity to like, step into a role I did not sign up for. This is like the Hunger Games thing. But, I mean, the whole point is that it makes him happy because being a businessman, you cannot be happy. That's that's the rule. You're not allowed to be happy as a businessman. And he wasn't there for his family. But by becoming Santa Claus, he's able to be there for his family and learn the meaning of love and family and Christmas. His family being his child. His child. And, and a his, poor like, woman. His ex-wife who is like... After the events of Santa Claus 2, it's like, whew, like, you know, I really <laughs> dodged a bullet. And by dodged a bullet, I mean I did not become Mrs. Claus. Um, I bet she's, I bet she's canonically infertile. That would explain why Mrs. there's... Mrs. Claus? Oh my god. Well, that would explain why there's no... I mean, this would explain a lot of, like, for one, it's like why they had well, to... Yeah, because, I mean, because if she comes, becomes Mrs. Claus, she kind of, like, ages, don't you think? Like, she becomes, like... Because, like, Mrs. Claus isn't, like, a young, hot 20-something. No. Mrs. Claus is... Traditionally, no. Traditionally, like, you know, 50s, 60s, or older. Right. It's, so it's she's probably... I mean, I wouldn't grandma. say infertile, but she probably has gone through menopause. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. So, like, just... And, I mean, I understand why there is no, like, uh, child like child of Santa Claus and, like, on the Coke bottles, because it will call into question, like, um, 
the secession, Santa Claus secession, and that's a messy subject. Okay, this is true, but I actually think there there's like a psychological reason for this too. Oh, which is that we all like Santa is all of our father. Right, like, right. Santa, all the children are equal in Santa's eyes. Duh, because he has. Okay, you know, no, that makes perfect sense, right? Like if mm-hmm. he had a child, it just sort of be like. Like, you know, there would be that movie where the Santa's child's like, Santa, are you going to stay home with us this Christmas? And Santa's like, no, I hate you. I love all, <laughs> I love literally every other co- child in the world more than you. <laughs> right? That's kind of the message you're sending. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so you have the surrogate. I think it's interesting. Yeah, and it's also, I mean, I'm, without having done zero research, this is a recurring theme on this podcast, um, into Santa Claus's derivation from the Saint Nicholas or whatever. I think I think Saint Nicholas was like the patron saint of uh, uh, thieves. Nice. So that's the bag. That's where the bag comes from. Yeah, maybe or like of of giving and receiving or something like that. Right, like a thief. Like a thief. <laughs> I'm giving you Robin Hood an empty space. <laughs> um. Well, like the age, the age range of Santa Claus, right? The classic, like a hot Santa, your like prototypical hot Santa in his like twenties um, or thirties mm-hmm. is like an aberration, mm-hmm. um, an aberrant Santa Claus. So, like you have these Santa Clauses, and so they're they're kind of in a position, right, as grandparents, because they, um, you can add them into your family because you've you've got a you've got more than one grandma and grandpa. Um, as, as in like, you yeah. know, biologically. Yeah. Um, so like, what's another additional Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus to like tack onto the mm-hmm. family tree, right? It's like, they can be, not only can they be your child's, um, fake doting grandparents, they can be your fake doting grandparents too, like yeah. in a sense, right? That's, you construct like this vertical vertical slice of holiday cheer with Santa Claus at the top and your child at the bottom. Okay, I didn't get that part, but otherwise I'm with you. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I mean, like it's a it's a it's like the convenience of So there has to be a Mrs. Claus because there has to there's like American maybe Coca-Cola invented Mrs. Claus. Yeah, knows, maybe. You know? Or maybe, like, one of those um, claymation movies oh, or yeah. something like that. I could see that. I could see that happening, and I think it's just like, it just proves how malleable Christmas is. Yeah. Like, how malleable tradition is, which makes sense, because it is, like, a... Um, I think it's always... It's, it's like, you know, you hear about things like, oh, you know, Hallmark made up Mother's Day, or... Valentine's Day is fake or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and part of it's part of it's like oh wow it's like crazy how much corporations can get away with if they put enough money into marketing. Mm-hmm. The second part is that hasn't happened in a while. Like, aren't we overdue for a fake holiday? <sighs> like, aren't we though? Um, I'm trying to think if I can think of any. Like, I I just feel like they're just so. Like maybe like I'm surprised that people haven't like made Chinese New Year into a bigger thing just because they're like, oh, you know, there's... Apparently, they are in certain markets. Um, I was actually reading about... about in-games? 
Was it you who was telling yeah, me? Yeah, I was telling you about okay. this last just because it, it it's it is huge in Asia and I think um every Chinese New Year there's there's a Chinese zodiac which is twelve animals. Um uh oh, fun fact. So the twelve animals of Chinese zodiac are traditionally considered um basically like uh there's a race and like the twelve animals that first crossed the finish line um were like immortalized as part of the zodiac. So a lot of people are like, why isn't like you know, you'd think of that there will be a cat. Like, there's dog, there's mice, there's rabbit. Where's a cat? And the legend is the mat, the rat tricked the cat, and the cat finished 13th. And that's actually why cats hate rats for ah. the rest of history, because they robbed the cat of its place in the stars. Anyways, but every Chinese... Judging by our cat, cats are very easily tricked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but, like, every, yeah, every Chinese New Year, there's always a huge, like, surge of, like, decoration and stuff, depending on whatever year mm-hmm. it is. So it's, like, year of the rabbit, you have, like, plush rabbits, cutout rabbits. Um, and apparently when it was the year of a snake a little while ago, um, a lot of people just had a, a lot of merchandisers had a lot of trouble trying to figure out how to, like, have a marketable snake, which I think is, is like, you're not thinking hard enough. Yeah. Like, you can have a really cute plush snake very For easily. Sure. Um, but there was a lot of people who were, like... We're just gonna fudge it this year. <laughs> We're just gonna like it was like a snake that looked like a with wings or something. It's like <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, but it just seems like yeah. There's there's like July Fourth, but that's like a barbecue and fireworks thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you think like or like or like turn Memorial Day into like Memories Day, but that's probably very disrespectful to our troops. Um, I mean. Memorial Day gets used for, like, general visit your dead loved one's day. Mm-hmm. So it is memory day, but a particular kind of memory, I right. think. Right, it's a little too somber to, like, yeah. be selling bulk candy. Yes. At. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like why hasn't, like, Facebook or Google, like, Amazon tried Prime Day, and I think <laughs> they they just really didn't aim high enough. They're like, hey, it's like Black Friday, except it's extremely confusing, only on Amazon, and we're selling shit you don't need. Mm-hmm. Like, I think honestly, they realize. Like, I think they don't need to do new holidays. They just make the holidays we have last forever. Right? It's true. Yeah. Like Christmas starts the day after Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and once New Year's is over, like on January second, we'll have Valentine's Day stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it is true, but there there is like you know they do make them last forever, but it is a very seasonal block. It is like. Yeah, fall, fall, now mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you have Thanksgiving stuff as soon as it's New Year's fall. And yeah, you're right, Christmas, Valentine's Day, Easter. But once you hit, like, April or so, like... Well, then you get to July. Yeah, 4th. well, like, July 4th, sure, but then then it does, then you just kind of, then you're sort of twiddling your thumbs for, like, a month or two until Thanksgiving starts up again. So, and, like, even July 4th is, like, you don't see as many, you don't see it as, like, aggressively pushed as, like... You know, William Sonoma, you know, fireworks shaped porcelain. I don't whatever. know about that, but well, maybe yeah. William Sonoma is crazy. <laughs> uh, so, in conclusion, <laughs> Santa Claus. Santa Claus, the Santa Claus, make this an essential part of your Christmas viewing. Uh, yeah, they do have all three of the Santa Claus movies up on Netflix, so. If you haven't seen them, or you're like me and haven't seen them in a while, um, that could be some fun Christmas viewing on this Christmas day, because this is Christmas day when you're hearing this. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, maybe there's better things you could be doing with your time, like 
unwrapping presents or watching some other show on Netflix. Star Wars. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, it's true. I'll recommend a couple when we talk about our... <laughs> yeah. Um, so, before we finish, though, I think um, it is funny. Santa Claus 3, it's about, like... I And I think neither of us have seen it. No. Um, it is about, like, Jack Frost trying to kill Santa or something. Unaware that if he does, he will become Santa Claus. But <laughs> the, the juxtaposition of, like... And this is not a common juxtaposition by any stretch of the imagination, but just sort of, like, the frequency at which you see, like, the... Um, Santa has, like, the cozy side of Christmas, and Jack Frost has, like, the, the cold mm-hmm. snow side of Christmas. What was that movie that came out that people were, like, so into? That was Rise of the Guardians? Thank you. Yeah, and that had Santa... And... Did that have Santa? Santa was definitely in it. I know they had Jack Frost. Yeah, they had Jack Frost and Santa. Oh, okay. Um, because Santa was, like, really... Oh, he was, like, Russian and was, like, really... Oh, yeah, that's right. Buff. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot that it was, like... It was, like, Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny, um... Easter Bunny Santa. was Australian? Yeah. Jack um, Frost. Was there another one? Was it four? Four's about right. And then there was, like, the evil remember. darkness. Fear. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't really remember that movie. And I think, People got real into it, but I don't know. It was okay. I think um, Santa Christmas was part of it, wasn't it? Probably. Yeah, I think so. I feel like you don't do a movie about winter without Christmas being a part of it. Well, without a Santa Claus. Yeah. Right? You can't. It's a Santa Claus-shaped elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Animals don't turn into Santa Claus. I mean, to our knowledge. Okay. All right. I'm but... satisfied with that answer. <laughs> Who knows? Um, anyways, thanks for listening um, to the wildly meandering Santa Claus episode. Um, so, what have you? So, what have? So, what have you been reading, watching, consuming? Okay, so I just finished Finals, um, which feels so good. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, like I live in a house with like three other PhD students, including Molly, and it was very well. Very funny and somewhat concerning because all through finals week, the the anxiety just kept increasing. It was like a pressure cooker. Yeah, I ended up writing a 30-page paper about Game of Thrones, and I do hate myself, don't worry. And then a 20-page paper about um, Bastard Out Carolina and Winter's Bone. So it was, it was a lot, and then I had grading to do as well. Which is all to say... Um, you know, have not been reading all that much, but, um, I did take the opportunity to watch a few Christmas movies. So I did watch A Christmas Prince, um, like many people out there. I thought it was all right. Very absurd. Um, the scenery was beautiful. Um, it's fun, but it's, it's definitely not top tier, either in terms of absurdity or in terms of, um, like actually being cute. Um, and then I, I watched one called Naughty and Nice, which has Haley Duff in it, and it was very bad. It was about, like, DJ, like, they were DJs, and they, or not DJs, uh, like... Radio DJs. Radio, they weren't DJs, they were, um, like, talk show hosts. Oh, um, radio show. Morning yeah, show? Yeah, they did, like, a, a morning show, and, like, she was, like, really nice, and, like, gave people advice, and he was, like, the bad boy, and had to learn the true meaning of Christmas and love. It's always that. Um, and then I just watched, uh, Christmas Inheritance, which is another Netflix original, um, and it's about a woman who is only going to be allowed to inherit her father's company, um, if she 
goes down to this small town where her dad's from and um, pretends to be somebody else other than the heir to this company um, and sort of get to know what regular folks are like and like live on a budget and, um, you know, fall in love. Ooh, what a shock. Mm-hmm. It was actually really cute. Um, <laughs> it was it was one of the better ones I've seen, I think. Um, so I really liked that. The only other thing I think that I've been like watching and stuff was I I watched basically the entirety of season one of uh, oh, The Good, the good place. place yeah with our housemate Ilana who had never seen it. Well, she watched the first episode and was like, I don't really like this. And so I was like, okay, Ilana, I'm going to make you watch just like a few more episodes. And then she got hooked and we watched the whole thing. She doesn't even binge watch anything ever. I know. It was, so very, it was very surprising. Yeah, was, it was quite surprising. Like we all stopped like a little, a few, like a ways through and just like, Ilana, are you sure? Like we're not, like yeah. you, you want to take a break or something? Like this yeah. is, this is unprecedented. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's been me. Um, I'm hoping over my two week, uh, winter break to get some like fun reading done. And I have a few audiobooks that I've downloaded. Um, so we'll, we'll see, but, uh, I don't know. I may just sleep. <laughs> yeah. I think you deserve it for sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about you? I, um, it's kind of funny just because, uh, I've been partially very wrapped up and I've, I landed an interview. I've been very nervous about that and like doing a lot of stuff around that. Other than that, I have been playing, um, Zelda, the DLC Breath of the Wild. The second one comes out and you like, there's a couple of missions and then you get a motorcycle and you just sort of, I just, then I, you ride around Hyrule on a mechanized steampunk motorcycle uh, taking selfies of yourself, which has been very fun. Um, other than that, jeez. Man, I thought it was cool when you could just ride a horse around. Yeah, well, I mean, I did find, there's this really, I've, I've discovered new places. There is a place where there's, like, researchers, like, I, I want to, I've heard tale of a giant horse, and I'm like, what? Like, sure, okay, like, I'll, I'll find this giant horse. This horse is twice the size of a, like, a regular horse. Like, you see in the distance a herd of horses, and just, like, this one massive horse, just, like, towering over all the other ones, and you're like, I'm gonna think that's it. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's it. As I, I was expecting, like slightly larger, but um, it was kind of actually very hilarious. Of uh, <laughs> just I don't know, it's just like there's a lot of like details, and there's um one of the things I, I I've begun I've appreciated a lot about Zelda is that there's a lot of small details. Like you're wandering around, and you're like, oh, this is like an apple grove. Like it's not a quest destination. There's just a lot of apples there. Um, or in this case, like. Someone was just like, what if I just put one really big horse in there? I was like, yeah, sure. You know, that sounds fun. Um, so that's been, uh, that's been it. There's been a couple of games I've been looking at for, to try out. Um, Floor Kids, um, I've heard, had very highly recommended by a friend, uh, which is like a breakdancing game on the Switch. I might try it out. Um, and maybe, I don't know, do some reading? I don't know. It's been hectic. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that it? Yeah, that, I mean, that's about it. So, our next episode will not be on New Year's Day, which, well, no, it wouldn't be anyway, because that's only one week. Um, we'll... Oh, we might be back. So, actually, we'll be back. Um, so, our next episode may be on, uh, uh, January 8th? Um, no. Yeah, January 8th. Um... 
I just keep saying um. Yeah, so I think I think that's when we'll be back. If not, we'll be back soon. We'll let you know. Um, and other than that, I think that's kind of the only announcement that needs to be made. Yeah. Happy only. holidays. Happy holidays. Tell us your Christmas traditions or whatever. Yeah, or if you don't celebrate Christmas, whatever winter things you do do or winter holidays. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and as always, feel free to send us topics um, at StoryGutsCast. We're always looking, you know, for new things people want to hear about. Um, I still really want to do our robot episode but i've been told i still need to watch more westworld yeah so. you're gonna have to you now that you've agreed to watch westworld we're gonna watch all of westworld so that might be a ways in the future yeah so yeah if you have any ideas um yeah i mean thanks thanks so much for sticking with us through our like 12th episode or something um love to have you as listeners uh i don't know yeah thanks. i mean i mean have a it's, great that's great End of 2017. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Here's to a better 2018. Yeah, that's our 20 great teen. <laughs> we can't we can't do that. That's also the McElroys. Yeah. Uh though they would never do 20 great teen. No, I mean no, they okay. We'll I know get they it. do their things, but I just Yeah, I know, I know. They Anyway, alright, so uh follow us on Twitter at StoryGuestCast. I'm at the Molly Jean. That's M-O-L-L-Y-J-E-A-N-N-E. Uh, and I'm Alonculus, A-L-O-N-K-U-L-O-U-S. O-U-S. <laughs> Sorry, I know I pause at the L every time, but it's hard to, for me to remember. Um, and? And I think that's it. All right. That's it. Thanks All for right. listening. Uh, I'm Molly Curran. And I'm Alice Sly. This has been Story Guts. And stay hungry. Well, I'm